A good day to you and welcome to Shanghai Urban Church. Please wait us and leave a comment at the end of this episode so that others may be able to find it and be blessed just like you. Stay blessed. Somebody say the value of a father. Say with me, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Therefore, I care less this morning what the devil says, what my situation says. I am what the Bible says I am. And I'm ready for the word of God this morning to experience the touch of the living God in every area of my life. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Take your seats in the presence of God. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, which is about to be spoken. We receive it with meekness, the very engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. For the entrance of your word brings so much light, and we will never be in the dark again. We thank you for your word, which is the lamp on our feet and the light unto our path. In Jesus' mighty name, and the church said, Amen. Happy Father's Day to everyone online watching us this morning. We welcome our online viewers and our online church. It is a growing church and we thank God for all of you. Even those of you who watch during the week, we appreciate you. Thank you for sharing the stream and joining us this morning in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! What does the word Father mean as I begin to teach? What does the word Father mean? The word father means source and sustainer. Somebody say source and sustainer. Let's repeat it again. Source and sustainer. Some men who call themselves fathers, they do not know this definition. If you are a father, you will not only be the source, but also the sustainer thereof. When we call Jehovah our father who art in heaven, we are saying you who has birthed us and also sustains us daily. That's what the word father means. And therefore, if you are a father, you are also a sustainer, not only a source. Is somebody listening to me this morning? A father is a very important person in our lives. Every one of us came about because of a father. Is somebody listening this morning? And therefore, the absence of a father has got devastating effects on children. The absence of a father is devastating. The absence of a father can have long-lasting effects on children. The presence of a father means a lot. Somebody say the presence of father is important. And this has been documented throughout the world and throughout time that the presence of a father is very important. That problems in most families and community settings can be traced to the absence of a father in the life of the child, whether a girl or a boy. The importance of a father does not only apply to a boy child. It also applies to the girl child. As a matter of fact, the first man that a girl child will ever experience in her life is her father. The first love of a man, a girl child will ever experience comes from her father. Therefore, the father figure is very important. And there's a lot of studies that support this. 
And I want to just quote a few things in statistics before I teach the word. And in statistics, I want you to note the following words. Probably, most likely, highly inclined to, or at a higher risk of. These words do not necessarily mean that it always happens. It simply means that because of the risk in that particular grouping, the chances of this occurrence happening is much higher. Is somebody with me? Somebody said probably, most likely, inclined to, at a higher risk of. It does not necessarily mean always. Amen? Therefore, when we say a child without a father is likely to, it does not mean they will definitely do so. And I'm an example of that. Hallelujah. By the way, for those who don't know, I grew up without a father. I'm I'm from a home of five and we did not have our father. We lived all with our mother and even our mother was absent. Most of my mother's life was spent in Johannesburg. Go to Kichinik. Uh, trying to fend for us. And we'll see her once in a while. So we're literally all by ourselves. And most of the things I'm about to quote had it not been for grace. And that's the element I want to bring. That's the element I want to bring. That, that even though you may be with a father, the chances are still there that you can go astray. Even though you may be from a two-parent family, you can still go astray. As a matter of fact, I've seen a lot of kids who have two parents in their homes and still come out not the way the statistics are saying. And I've seen children who grew up with their mother alone and made it in life. Sometimes it makes you want to work harder. Sometimes it, the fact that I grew up with a father made me to be a hard worker as young as the age of 12. At the age of 12, I was a, a, a before the peg of Mamrut. Babe, I didn't tell you this one. <laughs> I, <laughs> the rest you're going to get in my book next year, in my biography. I used to work for a man, Umeselan, and Ms. Umeselan. Umeselan, a builder. So after school, on during weekends, I would work for Umeselan. He would pay me five rand at the end of the job. I don't know whether it was it per day or you know, it was at the end of the job. Not, not per day. At the end of the job, I would get five rand. And I, I would work as a 12-year-old and he would pay me. I would give him utaga. I would give him ifoshol. I would give him, I would go and take this. I would give him bricks. I would do this as a young man. And, and towards, towards the end of my metric, I started working because I didn't have money to go to varsity. Even when I was at varsity, during school holidays, I would carry amasaga. That's the one Mamrut is talking about. I'd go and work in a supermarket because you have no father to look for you, look after you. You have to look for you after yourself. Is somebody with me? So sometimes it, it brings up the best in you, but it can have devastating effects. Is somebody listening to me? But grace can make a difference. Somebody say grace. So as much as I'm quoting these statistics, I want you to know that there is a differentiator in our lives. That differentiator is called grace. We can defy statistics when we come across grace. Is somebody listening? Therefore, statistics list about 10 disorders that happen in a life when there is no father. Number one, poverty and homelessness. 
according to the U.S. Census Bureau of 2011, children from absent father homes are four times likely to be living in poverty. Four times likely to be living in poverty. Children that have no father. As a matter of fact, if you look into our register, South African Sasa register, the highest number of Sasa registered children are children without fathers. And shame on us fathers who, who help to give birth to children and leave them to the state to take care of them. Number two, identity crisis. A sense of abandonment and a, self, a sense of low self-worth, lack of attachment or low self-confidence arises from the lack of a present father in the child's life. Number three, child abuse, especially a, a girl child. A girl child is likely, many publications have linked the absence of a father in the home to a higher risk conditions for mothers and their children. Children that grow up in households are much more likely to be victim of, I mean in such households, are like more likely to be victims of physical, including sexual abuse. A child, a girl child that does not live with her father is likely to be abused sexually. Oh, I'm to if I had a girl, I'm going as a father. I don't care who you are, you can never touch. Therefore, the presence of a father it brings dignity and coverage around the child. No one can just touch the child anyhow. Even bullying at school does not happen to children who have present fathers. My father will deal with you. So a father is a very important figure. And most children are likely to be raised by their uncles, abused by Abu Malume, and men around the streets because they know there is no father for this child. The very men who are supposed to be father figures to this child. But it also arises from the need of love. It arises from the need of belonging and the need for affection. They start giving you, if I have friend, they give you 12 rand, they give you 100 rand, and you like that. You, you are enjoying that because there is no daddy who takes care of that part of you. And as a matter of fact, you open up yourself for abuse by Abu Malu. Is somebody listening? That's why we have the blessed phenomenon that came out of Haman Square. Amen. And if you go to those girls under that blessed phenomenon, majority of them, and I didn't say all of them, majority of them don't have present fathers in their lives. Number four, mental health issues, mental health issues. Being fatherless increases the risk of disorderly behaviors, depression and anxiety, displays anger issues, and as well as societal and self-injurious tendencies of a child because daddy is not around. God has designed it in such a way that we must have fathers in our lives. Is somebody listening this morning? I can list another six and then go back to the word. Substance abuse. Children without fathers are likely to abuse substance. Number six, gang involvement. They are likely to find themselves involved with gangs. 
Number seven, teenage pregnancy. They are likely to fall pregnant. The chances of a girl falling pregnant before marriage is more higher when there is no father present in her life for many reasons for which I don't have time to explain. Number eight, juvenile delinquency, criminal justice involvement. By the time you are 21, if you have no father, you are likely, you are, and I didn't say you will, the chances are by statistics, unless grace intervenes, that you might have find, found yourself on the wrong side of the law. Is somebody listening this afternoon, this morning? Poor academic performance, poor school performance, poor school expectations. Um, whoever you are, what is your name? Somebody said poor academic performance. Poor academic, academic performance it's also another result. And I keep on saying most likely. It doesn't say you will. I'm a different kid. Hallelujah. I want to say I defy that statistic. As a child without a father, in, in my whole entire life, if you can go back to my history, I used to, you remember in the old days, in the days that the standards, we grew up with the standards. Standard eight, standard one. I did not do standard three. I was so intelligent according to the teachers. Amen. They said, no, no, this one I'm promoter. He's, he's not going to do standard three. He has to move to standard four. Literally, I jumped a grade. That's why by the age 19, I had finished my first degree. Because I jumped grades. I, I was that kid who was always number one in his class all the time. And listen to me. I was doing all of this without a father or even a mother present. I'm saying when grace intervenes, oh, come on now. When grace intervenes, some of these things that they're mentioning do not necessarily become your portion. Jesus is able to become that father in your life and takes care of certain things that life cannot take care of. Academic performance. And then the last one, sports performance. It is documented that most sports stars, especially boys, but even girls, most well-performing kids have got fathers as coaches in their lives. The father is involved. The father is there in the ground. The father is there when the child is running. The father is telling the child what to do. The father is taking care of everything. The presence of a father is very important. Now you can move to that side. And we also look at the racial profiling. It is found that up to 75% in black communities, you find children that are brought up without fathers. And this is not the same in other communities. In other words, this disease is more prevalent amongst black people. And when I say black, I include colored people. They are also part of the black. We are most likely to grow up without fathers compared to white people. Is somebody listening to me? And you see that also with the population in prison. Because this results in, in behavior with the law. And therefore, if you go to prison, you are likely to find more boys that are black than any other race. In America, for example... Blacks are up to 12% of the population. Blacks in America make up 12% of their population. But when you go to prison, blacks are 35% of the prison population. In the, in, the, in the entire population of the U.S., they only make 12%. But when you go to prison, they are three times the number. Because of some of this. Why? Because the father figure, number one is authority. Somebody say authority. 
Number two, the father figure is discipline. Number three, the father figure is identity to the child. Number four, the father figure is a role model. And number five, the father figure is a covering. Somebody say covering. And number six, the father figure is stability. He represents stability for the child. The presence of a father is very important in the life of a child. You may not be present in the life of the mother, but be present in the life of the child. Because sometimes you are absent because you are running away from the mother, not from your child. Is somebody listening? Now, this morning, I'm going to speak about the value of a father. Look at Genesis 2.24. That this is not a role that a society came up with. It is a divine role that God has appointed for humanity. That there should be a father and a mother. That's why scripture says in Genesis 2.24, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. A man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. A man shall leave his father. Somebody say father and mother. God according to the word expects you to be living with your father and your mother. And as part of your modeling from your father and your mother, then you can be able to marry a wife. In other words, in your upbringing, there are certain things that you need to learn from your father. And there are certain things that you need to learn from your mother in order to be a successful mother and father in your life. And the most important relationship before marriage is the relationship with your mother and your father. There is no other relationship in this world that is so important than your mom and your dad. Somebody say, my mom and my dad are very important. One man says, one father is more than a hundred schoolmasters. One father is more than a hundred schoolmasters that you can never have. Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 15. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ... Yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. Though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you don't have many fathers. Somebody say with me, I don't have many fathers. You may have instructors, but you don't have many fathers. Fathers are rare. And if you have a father, I want you to cherish that father. If you have a father, I want you to appreciate that father. I want you to send them a message even this morning. Say, I love you, daddy. I thank God for you. I appreciate the value that you bring into my life. Why? Let's talk about the value of a father. And I want to talk about five things that a father brings other than the things that I read earlier on. Five things that a father brings into the life of a child. Number one, identity. And I've already mentioned it. I want to just drill into it. Somebody say, identity. Somebody say identity. Most people with identity crisis, it arises from the fact that you don't know your father in the first place. And you've never been able to relate to your father. And this can lead to what we call identity crisis. That's why I keep on saying to you, unless Christ intervenes, these things become prevalent in our lives. Because some of us, we are able to to go across these scientific findings and be able to find ourselves when we find ourselves in Christ Jesus. Because he begins to give us our own identity in him. But in general, a child 
withdraws their identity from their father. Is somebody listening? First Samuel 17 verse 57. I'll be rushing because of time. I hope you're following. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say timer. We're following. We're following. Amen. Following timer. Amen. Just for today. You can call me timer. Amen. Just, just for today. Hallelujah. And then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine. Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, whose son are you, young man? Whose son are you, young man? And David answered. Listen to the answer. I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite, the Bethlehemite. I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. A child identifies himself with his father. I am the son of Jesse. I belong to the tribe of Jesse. He is my identity. Your father gives you your identity. Somebody with me. Your father is your identity. Or as a father, you give identity to your children. You become their role model. You become their pride. You become their source of sense. Of worthness. You become their strength. Children draw their identity from their father. That's why the surname. That's why the surname, when, when you are born in a family, you don't take the surname of your mother. You take the surname of your... You take the surname of your... That means you identify with... Because you are his blood. Is somebody following this morning? Children carry the blood of their father. He becomes their identity. Hallelujah. He becomes their pride and therefore you pride yourself after your father. Number two, a father is endorsement. The value that a father brings into a life of a child is endorsement. As a child, you are living in a rough world. You are living in a world that, that has a lot of things that discourage you. And in this life, you need a voice of a father that will endorse you and that will encourage you and make you to stand against the crowds of the world. One quotation says, one hug of a father is more than 20 kisses of a mother. One hug of a father is more than 20 kisses of a mother. Why? It is because the presence of a father is not guaranteed. A mother will always be there unless she is somehow of late there are slave queens and all sorts of queens that give birth to children and are never there for their children but a true mother's presence is always guaranteed most children grow up with their mothers if not mother at least grandmother hallelujah if not mother at least who grandmother and therefore the, the presence of a female in our lives is always guaranteed but not the presence of a male the presence of a male comes as a gift. And when that gift is present in your life, you must appreciate it. 
Whenever there is a divorce in a family, children are likely to go with their mother and the father comes as a guest, comes as a visitor, comes in now and again to check out the child. Is always the mother who is always there for. Therefore, whenever you are there as a father, one of the things that your child requires and needs in his or her life is endorsement. Somebody say endorsement. The words of a father are very important. And I want you to know this morning, if you are a father, mind your words because your words are very important. Matthew 3 verse 17. Let's go in there. And the Bible says, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is God the Father endorsing his son Jesus Christ as Jesus came out of the water after being baptized by John the Baptist. The Bible says a voice came from heaven and said this is my son in whom I am well pleased. This is God endorsing Jesus. That's why every time a boy does anything, I say, that's my boy. That's my boy. God was saying to the world, that's my boy right there. That's my boy. Somebody say, that's my boy. That's my boy. When that is said by the father, it carries something else. It does something to the psyche of the child. It does something to his confidence. A good father always affirms his children. A good father affirms his children. I want to repeat those words. A good father, say with me, a good father affirms his children. He makes them believe in themselves. He makes them believe in themselves. He makes them believe in themselves. The importance of the words of the father to his children This must always be emphasized. Fathers must know that my child needs my endorsement. I must be the last critic for my child. I must be the last man, the last man to criticize and make my child feel bad. I must be the first man to say you are the best man in the whole world. I must be the first man that says to my girl, you are the most beautiful girl in the whole world. I must be the first man who says to my girl, you are so precious. You are so lovable. You are the most beautiful queen I've ever seen in this world. As a father, you must endorse your child. Your child must not hear from vagabonds in the street who they are beautiful. That's why they get confused. Oh, Shem Jimmy, are you sure, Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimare, Upila, also Upila, Upila. Can you, Jimmy, who now did you say, Adibatan, come over now? I want Upila, Bubonang. He wants certain things in you. And because it's the first time you hear the words, I'm beautiful, or you are beautiful, you will fall for Jimmy. But when it is dead, who endorses you? When it is dead, who confirms you? When it is dead, who says those words to you? You know that my dad has told me. That's why even when Jimmy says it, you don't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Oh, oh, my dad has been telling me that. Hallelujah. Every time Q runs to my hands, this child of ours in the church. Q is everybody's child. Amen. But she's mostly my child. So every time she comes to my hand, these are the words I always say. You are the most beautiful girl in the whole world. She would say, mm, thank you. And she shakes herself. You know what? What it does to her. She shakes herself. Mm, thank you. And this is what a father must do to a child. 
you endorse the child. You, you speak hope and life to the child. You may be seeing mistakes and listen to me, all of you who are here this morning, you will see a lot of mistakes in your children. There will be times when your children are not living according to your vision, but you must not be deterred from speaking the right things to them. And that gets into the psyche of the child and becomes her reality. I want you to know that the conversations that we have with our children last longer than the actual words. They go beyond the actual conversation. When the child is sitting in the class, the words of the mother, the words of the father, and let's focus on the father today, the words of the father will carry or destroy that child in the class alone. Some children don't fail because they are failures. They fail because their parents are saying they are failures. And as long as as a parent you're speaking, especially you, the father, you must know that those words will become a reality in the life of your children. You are the first coach of their lives. And unless grace intervenes, those children will become your words. Some of us had to defy the words of our families by grace. Because grace can always overwrite anything that our family has spoken over our lives. Is somebody listening? But not all of us are lucky to receive grace to overwrite things. Therefore, your words as a father are very important. Ephesians 6 verse 4. He says, and you fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. You fathers... Don't provoke your children to wrath. That's one important verse. Don't provoke your children to wrath. You know your children has a limit. Yeah, respect. Kunali threshold. Bow respect. They are not afraid of you. They respect you. And they are more stronger than you. Bagao kuka. And carry you, Madala, and you will see flames. So they respect you because time, there is a limit. There is a limit in which we must treat our children. The Bible says, don't provoke them to anger. Don't don't arouse their anger to a point where they begin to look at you differently. So as a parent, even in your rebuke, even in your speech to them, you got to have limits, especially as they grow. Once they start having a voice like your voice, be careful. One, if, if their voice is still squeaky, like, like, yeah, you can do as you wish. But once they begin to have a voice like yours as a man, you must know there is a fellow man in here. And therefore, i got to mind the way I transfer the information that I have across to him. That's why scripture says, don't provoke them to wrath. Rather, bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bring them up in the training, number one. And number two, in the admonition of the Lord. Therefore, number three important value of a father in the life of a child is leadership. Somebody say leadership. A father is a leader. 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 Whilst there are two parents who are needed in the family, fathers are often seen as the authority figurehead and leader of the family that can have the most influence on the outcome of a child. Never undermine your role as a father. 
As a father, take authority of your household. Lead that family. And lead that family with confidence. I know one member are strong. They have their own role. Amen. But as a father, the Bible says, God will ask for the life of your children in your hands as a father. If your children are going to hell, it's your fault as a father. Therefore, you must know you are the leader of that family. You are the head of that family. And you must arise. No child in your house must tell you how your family must be run. As much as we, we can respect each other, but you are the boss of that house. Do I have men in this house? As a father, you are the boss of your home. Eight years old. She tells you, no, now I'm not tired. I still want to watch TV. Eight year old. That tells you that child has no governor. That child has no direction. Eight year old. She's tired of church. Hey, not in my house. Somebody said, not in my house. Like, as long as you're under my roof, you live by my rules. Go and have your rules in your house. In my house, as for me and my house. And that statement did not come by consultation. announcement. Joshua announcing, yes, I'm saying as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's the father speaking. Is somebody listening this morning? Many have described fathers as the person who establishes a woman's worth as he is the first man in his daughter's life. Therefore, a father is a leader. Number two, a father provides direction to the family and children. And number three, a father inspires the children. He, as a leader, I must, I must inspire the children. As a leader, I must be the inspiration to the children. The Bible calls you the herd of the family. And I'm speaking even to mothers who are here that by grace, may God help us as mothers to support the role of our fathers. Some of the confusion in homes arises when the mother wants to be the leader as well. And to a point where the two of them are competing. And the children don't know who to follow. The mother has her voice. The father has a voice. Instead of them having one voice as led by the father. And as a mother you support the role of the father. So that children may grow up knowing that there is authority in the house. Usually when the two voices are opposite each other. The children take advantage. And there will be no order in the house. And therefore, as mothers, we need to support the fathers. And there are three things that the father brings as far as leadership. Number one, vision. Somebody say vision. Vision for the family. This is where we are going. This is where we are standing. This is where I want to see my children. This is where I want to see the future of my home. This is where you children are going. Even you, child, I'm speaking to you. This is the vision of the Lord. And I prophesy upon your life. As a father, you must prophesy upon your children on their birthdays. Lay hands on them. Speak words over them. And encourage them as a priest of the house. Is somebody listening to me this morning? Genesis 35, 18. Genesis 35, 18. The Bible says, as, 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 as the mother of Benjamin was about to die. Is it Rachel? And the Bible says, as her soul was departing, for she had, she, for she died and she called his name. This is the younger brother of, of Joseph. Or the, the, Yes, the younger brother of Joseph. The Bible says, and as her soul was departing, for she died, she called his name Ben-Oni. Ben-Oni, Ben-Oni, like Ben-Oni. 
Benoni. First time I see the word Benoni in your Bible. Amen. So, so Benoni is there in your Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. There's Benoni. Yeah, that, that is Benoni. Amen. And what does Benoni mean? Benoni means son of my sorrow. Son of my sorrow. And I want to just hold it right there. That most bad names that children have in this life have them because of the experiences of the mother. Mothers tend to transfer their experiences to the children because they have first hand in naming the child. And in most cases, as you studied the Bible, even, even Jab, what is Jabez? Jabez, for example, she, he was called Jabez by his mother. And the mother would say, because she gave birth to him in sorrow. So mothers would, would pass on their experiences to the children. You are sorrow. Imagine your name is Benoni, son of my sorrow. When I'm Shupik, Ikamalakum Shupik, Ikamalaku Kombomun. During my pregnancy, I went through pregnancy all by myself. Everything was just painful. Therefore, your name is pain. And then you see the father coming. Jacob saying, no, 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 no. no. I'm not going to allow Benoni to be this child. And the mother had passed on in any case. No, 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 no. I am changing your name. You are not Benoni. You are Benjamin, the son of my right hand. You are not the son of sorrow. You are a son of my right hand. You are not a son of sorrow. You are a son of my right hand. This is what I'm calling endorsement. 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 As a father, you must have a vision for your children. And you must not go according to the circumstances that are dictated upon their lives. You must have a vision for your children and speak into their future. Somebody say, I hear the Lord. As a father, see the future of your children. Speak into their ears. Speak the future of your children in their hearing. Provide hope to them by painting a picture that is brighter than their circumstances. Always believe in the future of your children. I'm grateful for the family where I came from. Even though I didn't have a father, but I had uncles. And the uncles became my fathers. So as black people, we have an advantage. Because these statistics don't reflect the stratum of a black society. A black society, even though a father may not be present, but we are a community. Your child is my child. Your child is my child. I will feed them with the food that I eat. And I thank God for my uncles. They used to speak hope to me. And I remember the two names they gave me. Number one, they called me the, the man with brains the man with brains amongst all the kids they would always call me the man the brainy man the brainy man somebody say the brainy man and others would call me doctor they'll call me doctor our doctor you are the doctor of our family and the last one I remember when I got born again at 13 they gave me the name Muruti all the time they'll call me Muruti from 13, they'll call me Muruti. Guess who's standing in front of you? <laughs> I did not become a drunkard, thank God, amen, by grace, amen. And I did not become any of these things. I became literally most of the words they spoke over my life. That I'll be intelligent and I'll become a doctor and I'll become a pastor. 
even when your children are testing your limits and testing your faith, never give up on speaking well about them. Because children can test you. I wonder, Mouser Petty, three year old. I was loot. Was loot. Three year old, all they know is to break your cups and break your things and run around the house and bend their fingers. Those are three year olds. Talk about 15 upwards. That do my lap. They test your faith. They test you to the limit. Test you. They shake the tree of your faith. And if, if you're not strong in your faith, you start speaking certain things over your children. But God says you must remain resolute. When you will walk with Jesus, when I arrest your spirit, you are a child of God. I prophesy upon you. You will not die poor. You will die rich and you will die in the Lord Jesus. I refuse with your life. What's a corner? A corner. That's a parent with a vision who never gives up on their children. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Number two, as part of leadership, a father provides courage. Somebody say courage. As a father, you are the strength of the family. Who's about the first one who cries as a father? As a father, you are the courage of the family. You stand as a father. You are, you are the strength of the family. Is somebody with me? I remember during lockdown, as, as the, the, the president announces the hard lockdown, and, and my sons surrounded me and said, Dad, so what's going to happen now? What's going to happen to our businesses? What's going to happen to, to these and these commitments that we have? You know, my sons are so concerned and they, they stand around and say, and I had to say, children, worry not. The Lord is with us. The Lord will take care of this. We will come out stronger. As a father, you have to paint a vision of hope. What's God? Hey, because when you do that you discourage the whole family you are, you are spreading the spirit of fear in the entire family as a father you are a symbol of hope you are a symbol of courage but before your children you must provide courage is somebody with me a father is a pillar of strength He's always strong and he's always there for the family. That's why it's important for fathers to know their God. Because out of the Lord we receive our strength. My strength comes from prayer, brother. Hey, I say my strength comes from prayer. I say my strength comes from prayer. No one prays more than me in my house. And there are no devils. I remember during COVID-19, brother, I would go to my gate. Hey, I used to do those prayers. At four o'clock, wearing my gown, and I would tell, "Where not COVID? I would say anymore." Those are prayers of a father. Where not COVID? One kutwa, mamela. Whatever language, whether you are Chinese, you are Shangan, or you are Zulu, but whatever you hear me in the spirit, I'm telling you, you are not entering my gate. No one in my house will be sick of COVID. Prayers of a father, and I would stand by faith, never shake. 
and say, no COVID in my home. Is somebody listening to me? You are the rock of that family. But I'm saying to you as a father, unless you are attached to Jehovah, where will you get your strength? A father must be one attached to God who draws their hope and their strength from Jehovah. In the midst of adversity, it's important for the father to remain strong and courageous and always paint a stronger picture, a better picture of hope and never loses their courage. Is somebody with me? And as part of leadership, number three is decisiveness. Someone said decisiveness. A father is decisive and is a decision maker. A father is decisive and it's a decision maker. A father is a decision maker and is decisive. That's very important. I've already alluded to some of these aspects by reading Joshua 24, 15. When he says, if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will you serve, whether the gods which your fathers. You see, he mentions the word fathers because gods are served by fathers. Family follows the father. The God of the father will be the God of the family. He says, whether the gods which your father served on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a father who is decided. And it's a father who knows the direction of the family. There is no wishy-washy. There is no wishy-washy. These, these days in my house, you know, it, it, during those, those days when we were small, we would talk about, about, about meals. You're not going to have your meal if you don't behave. These days I talk about khakis. 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 Car keys. That car has to drive to the house of the Lord or bring the keys here. Decided father. I don't joke with my children. I don't want to see no child of mine go to hell. No ways. Never. The devil is a liar. I say the devil is a liar. My children are going to heaven. My children are going to heaven. And, and, and as a church, you must allow pastor's kids to preach. Allow pastor's kids to be involved in the church. What else must they be? Yes, Instead of a child of a dog is a small dog. Therefore, a child of a pastor must be a small pastor. Can where do you get your order? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. If anything may appear amongst my children, I remain resolute in my faith that my children will serve the Lord. It may be some bumpy roads here and there, but they will serve the Lord. And they will raise children that fear God. In Jesus' name. Somebody say, Amen. Genesis 18, 19 speaks about Abraham. He says, for I have known him. God speaks of Abraham. He says, I've known Abraham. That in order that he may command his children and his household after him. Abraham was a man who commands. He does not beg. Look at that word. He commands his children. He commands. As a father, you command. I say command. I say command. As a father, you command your children and not just your children, even your servants. 
that they keep the way of the Lord and do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has spoken to him. Listen to me. It is documented that families where the father doesn't go to church and only the mother goes, it's likely to be half-half. Did you hear that? Families where the father is not decisive, only the mother is decided about Christ. The family is wishy-washy. I repeat, where, where the father comes to church and sometimes doesn't come to church, sometimes he fetches the mother at the gate and sometimes he attends, sometimes he doesn't attend, some don't even attend at all. In those families, children also will not decide because they draw their identity from the father. The father is very important. I'm reminded of two sons after the father died, who was a drunkard, a heavy drunkard, two sons appeared and came out of that man. And one son was a heavy drunkard. The other one was a businessman, very rich and successful. And they interviewed the two men and said, why have you become the way you become? The drunkard said, I learned from my father. And the, and the businessman who was so organized and he was non-alcoholic, they asked him, why are you so successful? He said, I also learned from my father. I learn what not to do. So light came to him and it showed him that what father is, I should not copy. But unless light comes, what father is, you become. Is somebody following this morning. And therefore Abraham, the Bible says, he commanded his family after the ways of the Lord. Hallelujah. Number four, because of time. Number four, I have five points and I have literally five minutes. Number four, presence. Somebody say presence. A father must be present. A father has to be present. The greatest gift a father can give to his children is his presence. The greatest gift that a father can give to his children is his presence. And the word presence means love and time. And unfortunately of late, we are substituting presence with presence. We substitute presence with presence. We make sure we give them money. We give them everything so that riba chabulise. Because you know you're not there for them. But I want you to know that even your money means nothing. As a matter of fact, your money can even create more problems for them. Because they have money without understanding. They have money without value. They have money without observation of the money bringer. They need to have you in their space to know how do you do what you do? How do you make what you make? There are two types of absent fathers. Two types of absent fathers. The first one is literally absent and the second one is present but absent. Two types of absent fathers. The first one, literally absent. Like Lord, <laughs> you Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> I, I speak like this, and I'm I, I am, I'm a victim of that. <laughs> so that man is literally absent and some of those men when they hear you're doing good hey, 
Hey, hey, my brother. They all of a sudden know your number. Eh? But when you were born, they say, I don't know this one. It's not mine, this one. But when you're doing well, they say, hey, hello, um, can we talk? Jesus, have mercy. So literally absent, but the second one, which is typical of most of us, including me in some instances, where you are present, but you're absent. You are present, but you're not involved. You, you are there. You are literally, you are in the same house, but you are just ghosts. Everyone is on their gadget. Everyone is on their tablet. Everyone is on their phones. We literally let internet to raise our children. They don't know your values as a father. I said the other day, we are very busy trying to give our children the things we did not get. And we forget to give them what we are. Because when you didn't have a vura, when you were growing up, you want to, your child to get a vura. But in the process of trying to get a vura for them, you yourself are not there for them. That's why the vura ends up killing them. And more than giving them the vura, you must give them yourself. The greatest gift you can ever give your child is yourself. Presence is equal to equity. Somebody say, presence is equal to equity. The more I am present in the life of a child, the more equity I have. The word equity is like shares, the shares. The more I am present in your life, the more shares I have in your life. Shares means I have a say. The, 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 my ability to speak to my child or my son is, is based on the fact that I'm present in his life. My presence in his life gives me the right to talk to him. A father who is absent does not have a right to speak to a child. Or even when you speak, your words will not be heard. Because I don't know you. When I needed this, you were not there. You see, my sons, I can command and speak into their lives because every step of their lives, I've been there. Every step. I know their napkins. I know everything about them. I know. Like this morning, I'm trying to help my son to put up his clothes. And he says, dad, wait, dad, wait, 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 wait. And he closes the bathroom door. I'm talking about my 13-year-old. And I said, the devil is alive. <laughs> oh, Lord. My 13-year-old says, dad, wait, I'm still dressing up. I can't, I can't just budge in anyhow. But that's the little boy I've been carrying since 2009 in my hands. And I've been there at the hospital. I saw even as they were cutting the mother, I was there, carried him in, in my hands. I've been there every step. Dad, I need this. Dad, I need my allowance. These days he just texts me on Monday morning. Dad, please don't forget my allowance. Dad, dad, I need this. Dad, today is, is, is rugby day. Dad, I need this. And as a father, I'm always there providing every step of the way. You know what that does? It gives me the right to speak to him. When I rebuke him, he listens. Because I'm that same man who when he needs me, I'm there. And therefore, when I speak, I have a right to speak. And he listens easier because of the... The devil's a liar. This thing of preaching with balloons behind you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you spend time with your children, you are depositing yourself in them. And it gives you the right to speak to them. And therefore, I'm asking you as a father, 
more than the gifts you're giving them, how much of you are you giving? Because that's the, what the children needs the most. Not your money. We know about your money. How about you? Are you there when they do their homeworks? Are you there when they are running in the sports field? Are you there when they are singing in the choir? Are you there when they are receiving awards at school? Are you there? Are you there? More than the gifts, God says you need to be present. God bless you. I want you to stand on your feet because of time I have to stop right there. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Did you learn something from the Lord? Did you learn something from the Lord? May we be present in our children's lives. May we be good fathers. And if you are a father this morning, you have abandoned your child for any reason. And most of the reason has to do with the mother, not the child. Most of fathers who leave their children, it's not because they're leaving the child. They're leaving the mother. But God is saying, in you leaving the mother, don't leave your child. Let your struggle and your fight with the mother of the child never become the fight with your child. Be there for the child. Be available for the child. Be a blessing to the child. Because the child needs his father. The child needs his father. Somebody say, I hear the Lord. It could be a child who is who you have not even declared to your wife. And, and you have not told your wife about that child. But God says, whatever the issues are, be there for that child. Be there for that child. Never mind your dignity, never mind your whatever issues, your coverings, whatever, your, your reputation. God says above your reputation, it's all about the life. A life that needs a voice of a father. And be there for your own child. In Jesus' name. Are you blessed by the word of God in today's podcast? Please don't forget to rate us at the end of this episode. Do connect with us on all our social media platforms. Stay blessed. Shammah Urban Church. A home beyond the place of worship.